Curtain going up. Curtain going up. Places, please. Overture, stand by. Ladies and gentlemen, she comes to you from the cornfields of Indiana. She loves the Constitution more than she likes most people. Allow me to introduce Shouse in the House. What is up, everybody? Welcome to Shouse in the House. And I have with me one of my favorite people in the whole world. Um, you guys all know him as motherfucking Grumpa. Um, I call him GP and by his real name, but you don't get to know what that is. Um, okay, so I I wanted to have him on. GP comes into my spaces a lot. He interacts a lot in the timeline and he is... Um, the reason that I wanted him in here is because he's a constant white pill for me. Like it's it it grounds people, it brings them back to reality. And I think that the world could use a huge dose of that right now. I think that um, given the current circumstances of what we're looking at, some of the things that are coming out um, as far as like what the DHS is doing right now, stuff like that, a lot of my followers are sitting there going, oh my God, the government's looking at everything. So I always like whenever you come in and you're just kind of like, dude, just just live your best life. Like, stop being crazy. So before we get into like present day kind of stuff, I want to give you the opportunity to kind of walk through your story a little bit. Um, you served in the military and I don't want to talk about service so much. I, I If you want to give kind of a background of what you did when you were in the military, that's fine. Um, but I want to talk about like post-military, like when you became a civilian and how you transitioned into this world. So go. Yeah. So I got out <clears throat> like the war was still on. Um, I didn't want to do it anymore. Like I didn't, I didn't really hate the war as much as just like, I don't know. I felt like I had, felt like we were going to lose. Um, and so plus yeah, I don't know. I'd, I'd missed enough things in my personal life, like times with my family. And I'd actually been married for a bit and then had a, not a messy divorce, but had a divorce because of it. So it was like pretty standard military fare. Um, and so after just like a little bit short of five and a half years, I just stepped out. And um, I didn't really want a degree. Um but I knew that it would be helpful to get a job. And I knew that I wanted to get into security and I looked up, like I really wanted to do like physical security, which is mm -hmm. like actually very boring. Um, and I found that out, like doing some research, I saw that like physical security is just like a lot of security guard shit mostly. Mm -hmm. um, and so all my searches for, Security kept coming up with like information security. And I didn't know shit about computers. I still don't actually, I think. But um, so yeah, I, 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 I was like, I'll just go get a tech degree. Like, how hard is that? Like, I can turn a, I can turn like a computer on and off. Like, it's basically the whole job. I mean, it worked today. Like, I just hit refresh on this browser and solved our problem. So um, <laughs> yeah, man. Like, I, I went to school. Like, I got out. I went to school. Like, I went back to Texas is where I was from and um yeah I don't know I didn't transition very poorly I don't think I think a lot of people have trouble like I didn't 
I didn't have too much trouble. I mean, I, I probably, I slipped in and out of like alcoholism at first, like mostly out though, when I first transitioned, like honestly getting out helped me not drink so much because I was also broke. I was very poor when I first got out. So, um, so yeah, I don't know. I just, I went to school. I'm just focused on school. I had a part-time job just working like retail hardware store. Like, I don't know. I had a pretty boring life. I want to go back to your decision to leave really fast. You said you felt like you we were going to lose. Do you, yeah. like, looking back on that now, do, like, do you regret that decision? Do you wish that you had stayed in, retired, or anything like that? Or were you just like, fuck this, I don't, don't want to be on the losing team. Fuck you guys. It wasn't even that, like, I don't think, because I, I want to even clarify, because, yeah, I did say lose, but I still don't know if, like, we lost. Like, I I constantly have this, like, debate mostly with, I mean, can I use the word little blurt? I know that, like, they're part of your, like, the libertarian (laughs) audience. I'm not part of any audience. Keep going. Good. Yeah, so, like, I kind of argue this a lot, where I'm like, the military really didn't lose in Iraq and Afghanistan. Like, you can't point to, like, a battle where they just, like, got their ass whooped, and, like, we had to retreat, and we could never go back. Like, it wasn't like that, really. Um but we didn't, we were not meeting our objectives like there, meaning like we weren't making Iraq and Afghanistan some sort of stable democracy. And so, yeah. And plus, like, I really joined not, I don't know why I joined. I really just wanted to see the elephant. I wanted to kind of see the war. And I'd seen it. Like, you know, I knew... Yeah, I knew what I wanted to know by the time I got out. And so it was just, yeah, I just, I always knew that it was going to be a phase of my life. Like, I, there was a small part of my life where I thought, like, I'd be a lifer and I'd stay in. Um, which, if I would have, I think last, yeah, last Friday would have been my 19th year to the date. Holy shit. So if I'd have stayed in, this would have been my last year right now. Um. But I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't regret it, especially knowing, like, I do have friends that stayed in and knowing, you know, what they went through. I don't, I don't think it's worthwhile. Yeah. You know, I, well, I, I mean, I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, I, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't mean to diminish like anybody who had, did stay in, like I still right. value service. I still think that, you know, despite how bad the, military got like it's not their fault you know like right. most of the pe- most of the people i know are like trying their best but uh yeah it's it's a shit show now like yeah it's yeah do you think you could have served under this administration with like the the wokeness the policies that kind of stuff do you think that you would have been a good soldier in this army i don't know man i mean i wasn't i got out I got out right after Obama was elected and um, I could sort of tell things were bad. Like my first indication was, and I think I told this story before on another podcast, so I was kind of truncated, but like uh, I had a soldier like not bringing water, like we're, we were at Fort Bragg. And so you had to have water on you like at all times, like um, during the summer. And I had a kid that just, showed up like deformation twice and you had to inspect it and you had to see it and the kid didn't have water. And so like I tied a five gallon water can to him (laughs) so that he had to take it with him everywhere he went. And it was like a punishment 
and part of the punishment was he was like it happened on like a thursday or something when i finally got enough and i was like yeah this is your water can like now you have enough water everywhere you go and you won't forget it and <laughs> he thought he could take it off on the weekend and i was like no it's like as long as you're it's like as long as you're on post like as long as you're on like within the gates of fort bragg like you were going to have this water can tied off to you and he did and so he's like a, at a px or like a i don't know some i don't know, like one of those like it's like a burger king or something on post yeah and and somebody's wife like some colonel's wife saw him and threw a fit about it and it got to my command and they're like yeah you were hazing him and i was like i don't think i was hazing him and anyway they protected me i didn't get in like a lot of trouble but i was like fuck this you know because yeah. When I when I was in, like there was real hazing, like no yeah. reason at all. Just yeah, and I don't I don't think that that's good always, but I also think that it's like it's just part of it. And right. as long as it like no one gets like severely injured or like grossly humiliated, then it's you know it's part of it. And so yeah, I just saw little stuff like that, and um, I heard about like rules of engagement for other units changing in the war. Like, I don't know, it's just time to bow out. It was a good one. So for this administration, I don't I don't know. I mean, I, I tend to follow the rules. Like if I know what the rules are and it's the job, and with the military, they make the rules pretty explicit. And the job is the job, like and you, you know, everything you do you volunteer for. I don't care really right. for the whole belief that people have that, you know, like service people are trapped into it or something. Like most of it's a very conscious decision and you're told you're going to follow orders and you're not going to always like them. And, and so, yeah, I, I think I would have, I, I would have gotten by, I would have made sure I didn't get in trouble. I'd have covered my own ass, but I wouldn't have enjoyed it. You wouldn't have liked it. Yeah. No. Okay. No. So before I'm going to ask you one more about you. So you compete now you compete in three gun, right? No, 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 I do. I do. Um, mostly, running guns? Well, the running guns aren't three gun. No, I three know, but I said or right. running guns. I couldn't, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I do the running guns things, mostly. Like, I am going to do a few of these other type of competitions where you don't run. I've got one of those, like, next month. But mostly running guns, which are, like, a two-gun center fire biathlon. But, yeah, I do those. How did you get into that? Somebody on Twitter. Like, somebody, uh, I'm trying to remember his name on Twitter. I know his real name. I can't think of it right now, but he, um, yeah, he, he one day was like, I think you live by Fayetteville, which I do. And he said, there's going to be this running gun near you. You should try it. It's really cool. And so me and, um, red tried it and we've been hooked ever since. That's funny. So yeah, it was just, it was, and it's local mostly like, it's here in South Carolina. I think I've done one in Alabama. No, maybe Georgia. I don't remember. But it's all mostly like around here and local. I think I've done like five or six of them now, maybe seven. And they have night vision ones too, which are cool. Ooh, that'd be fun. I mean, it's actually terrible. It's not fun at all, but it is fun. I mean, it's fun, but it's like... <laughs> It's like, like it's like not like going to the fair fun or something. It's like it's kind well, of no, but... fun. So, yeah. <laughs> I guess when there's like running and stuff involved, it's not quite nearly as much fun. But like if it's 
casual, I guess it would be more fun. Yeah. Okay. So you finished school, you got into mm-hmm. a tech. How'd you get back to North Carolina from Texas? Uh, so my son's mother, we were dating when I left Fayetteville to go back to Texas. She joined me back in Texas. Um, you don't want to while we talk. Um, okay, she fine. joined me back in Texas. Um, then we found out we were going to have a baby, like my junior year of college. And um, had him finish school, lived in Austin for a little bit. Um, but then, like, I mean, this is probably more personal than I intended to get, but my family and me aren't very close and my son needed grandparents and stuff to be around at that time. And there just really wasn't anyone, you know, my mother had passed away. I was close with my stepfather, but, um, not that close. And, you know, me and my real father and, you know, anyway, just some just shit going on. So, you know, her parents are great. Like they were coming all the time to Texas to visit them. And so I moved us to Carolina just because it it was unfair. Like they were really involved in his life. I wanted him to have grandparents and family because I kind of grew up where I didn't that much. Like I didn't have like a very good extended family growing up. So I wanted him to. And so we moved back to Carolina. And now that's where I am until he turns 18. So that's a good transition into the next part of what I wanted to talk to you about. So the okay so there's a perceived decline of the mm-hmm. moral fabric of society and then yeah. probably a a real level of decline or you know you have extremes on both ends and we probably are landing right in the middle of of what that looks like um but faith and family in our conversations with one another have always been really important to you you came from not, well, maybe not faith so much, but maybe, I don't know. Um, so talk to me a little bit about that. Like I, I, I'm always interested in your perspective on cultural matters and cultural situations. And you've always been fairly opinionated about those things, but, um, talk to me a little bit about how it feels you're raising a child in society. We have a, we have kids the exact same age. Ainsley's 10. So I like, I'm curious how you see us being able to shift culture so that they have the best foundation to walk on when, when they are 18, when they're ready to go out on their own. Yeah. I mean, the faith part is hard for me to remark on because I am like, I have, I have, I have a renewed faith in the almighty, you know, but it's not religious. Like I wish it was, I've talked about it a lot. I wish that I could find That's what I'm saying. Like I want, I want you to talk about it. I wish. Yeah. I wish, I think it's, I think it's useful first. I mean, there's a practical aspect, I think of faith. Um, you know, the, the older I get, the more I feel like there has to be, you know, some, something. I, I tend to not be very metaphysical. Like I, I tend to kind of ascribe to the belief that, you know, like the, I think they say like, um, like materialism, monism, mutation, like that there's, 
everything in the universe is actually materialistic. Even thoughts and emotions are somewhat material and um, that they're all made of really one thing and that they're constantly changing. Like, I really like that. I think that's um, somewhat poetic almost, but the, but there are some, there is like a force at work, you know, not like a Star Trek or Star Wars force or some weird, but like, (laughs) I don't know. I want, I want to, I kind of want to believe in that. Um, But I don't, I don't know about spirits and heaven and. No, I know. Yeah. And so, but I do, but I really admire, like, I have a lot of friends that are like Christian and Mormon. um, And I really kind of admire that faith. Like I, I grew up kind of that way. And then for a little bit, like when I was in the army and in the war specifically, I got very religious. Like I got like almost like, uh, I was like really, really into the Bible. I read it a lot. Um, when I got out, like, and I was still in the army, I was doing like discipleship training and, um, I got into like apologetics and I mean, I got it, I got in deep. So, but yeah, I mean, I, it really helped me then. Um, I wish it would help me now. I see other folks that like, again, like I have these Christian friends and I think that they have like, a um, they have a surety that I don't have. Um, but I also think How did that, you like, move away from that though, GP? How did you go from, I mean, you were in a discipleship program. How did you move away from being that faithful? Um, I just fell into license, I guess is what they'd call it. Like I just, I just send a lot. And then also, um, I don't know. It just got harder to believe. Like I got it. I, I was in, I went to a lot of churches, you know, not like a lot, but I was going to, I was trying out a lot of different churches and I just kind of kept running into the same groups of people right. in the churches who didn't seem to really take any of it that seriously. Right. And it kind of caused me to start like not taking it seriously and just sort of to think that the whole thing was just, I mean, it was just shit. Made up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I don't know. I just had it and lost it. And then now I want it back and I just can't find it. It's just a weird, um, yeah, I'm kind of in a weird place, but, but I do like it. I do think that it's good. Um, I've also kind of, believe i believe less and less in like the intelligence of your average man and so i think that like i think religion's kind of a good influence on people you know like the kind of person that is convinced of religion or can be convinced of religion um will behave differently if you know they're told that the actions that they take on earth are going to have some cosmic or eternal consequence right and so you know to go to that, like the improvement of culture, or, you know, the decline of civilization or whatever it is that we're in. Like, I feel like that's, that's, that's it. Like that, you know, if you look back, like people did have a lot more faith or at least it was just more um, politely recognized. Right. Whereas now, I mean, it's almost like if you say you're a Christian or something, you're almost like heckled, you know, yeah, by, by everyone. And I just, yeah, I don't like it. So I, well, and I you think, think that, about like your circle of friends, like who goes to church anymore? Like when you think yeah. about the people in your day to day life, like how many mm. of those people are actually going to church on Sundays and Wednesdays and doing Bible study and stuff like that? It's in my circle, none. Like there's none of them. Nobody. Yeah, I mean, I know I have some. Well, I should take it back. 
in my in real life circle of friends, it's like no one. Right. right. Like, but, but I know a lot of people online that do. Yeah. Because I tend to be friends with them. Like, that's kind of the demographic I'm aiming for now, just because they're a good influence on you. Yeah. You know, um, and I've thought about going to church, like, especially with the judge, you know, because I'm yeah. like, I'm, I'm really kind of maybe screwing up. Like, I'm faithless or whatever. Um, but maybe like the biggest sin is, is, well, yeah. But then I think about it too. And I'm like, what if I, I like lead him into something. Has he asked? Has he asked you? Sort of. Um, so, you know, like I've, I've admitted this out before. I I don't make a big deal out of it because it tends to be kind of like, a you know, some sort of victim identification or something, but he has high functioning autism. So like part of my concern is, is that like, he's somewhat susceptible to things like religion, I think. Yeah. And I don't want to lock him into something that like causes him. Anyway. Um, but yeah, he's asked questions about it and I answer him honestly, you know, and I, I try not to like really lead him into what I believe about it all. Right. Um, you know, I just try to explain to him, like he's asked questions about like who Jesus is and, he actually got into a thing recently where he was talking about like Islam. Um, and so like, you know, I was trying to kind of describe to him that, you know, there are people that believe that, you know, God goes by a different name that he had right. a different prophet, but ultimately they kind of say it's the same guy, you know, people disagree. I've tried to explain that kind of stuff to him, but, but yeah, I mean, he doesn't seem to, doesn't seem to get it yet either. So yeah. But but I think that again, like it wouldn't be a bad place, because to me, the religion is important. Like I think that that really is the whole purpose of why you're there. But I also wonder, like, you know, it's a good influence. Yeah, it's like it's like if you're going to be a member of a club, be a member of a club that like at least has some morals. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's interesting that you say that because I've been thinking. I, I I've never. I don't really talk you and I haven't talked about my faith, but I've been practicing Buddhism for a little over 20 years now. And I, I walked away from the church because I am also incapable of blind faith. Like I just, my logic mind can't come to terms with it. I I want to so bad. I want to believe in the same things that everyone else believes in. But I can't bring myself to do it. Like, I don't understand it. So I, it makes it hard for me. And I, so I've had the same, same issues, you know, with Ainsley and Finnegan. I'm like, should I be, I was the one that got in trouble in Sunday school. Like, I'm raising my hand. I'm like, but wait a minute. What do you mean there was two of every animal on a ship? Come on now. And hold on now, snakes didn't talk. Like, you know, like I'm the person asking these logical questions and they're like, shut up, Heather, just color your paper, stop talking. And so, you know, it just, I don't know. And so I I wrestle with that also. But to your point, it's such a good point. If you're going to belong to a club, belong to a club with morals. And so I, I was sitting, this completely aside, but... I was sitting on TikTok the other day with Ainsley. Like I we were just I like like the music videos and the comedians and stuff, but as I'm I won't scrolling judge you through for my, liking TikTok. Do you what? 
I won't judge you for liking TikTok. Go ahead. <laughs> it's incredibly addictive. So like maybe for like 10 or 15 minutes each night before she goes to bed, we'll get on there and watch some videos together. And I never let her do it by herself or anything like that. But anyway, we were going through and um, I don't know, in 10 videos, there were like four girls with like literally their tits are hanging out in every single one of these pictures, these videos. And Ainsley looks at me and goes, Mama, why do they all have their boobs hanging out? And I was like, it, it registered with me instantly that she's only 10 years old and she recognizes that this is not proper behavior. You know, like this, that this is attention seeking. This is behavior that you shouldn't be exhibiting. And it makes me wonder, when did we shift? When did we transition to the type of society that props up and encourages OnlyFans accounts? And um, just like that's what's that's empowering now you know it's it's not empowering to keep your clothes on and and stand on your own two feet it's empowering you know what i mean like why is that how do you think do what no i do and i how do i think you're i'm going to anticipate your question like you're saying like how do we get there how did we get there and how do we get back away from there I don't know, man. My my answer is not probably good for prime time, but like I just think that No, it um, is though. It's important to me. I think yeah, but I just think that like um like the dissolution of like families, you know, and of like the judgment of your neighbor and your grandparents and all of those things. Like that is what it is. Like <clears throat> um I can remember, like, I grew up, like, in a really rural, kind of old school. I always feel like, I, like I'm like i a millennial. My parents, though, were boomers. So, like, I kind of am a Gen Xer. Yeah. Like, I just, but I was, like, misplaced, like, because I was born too late. <laughs> and then I was also, like, raised in just, like, the middle of nowhere, Texas, which was still, like, very old school. Right. And so... I can remember, um, like, people would get a tattoo, and it was like, oh, my gosh, do you know that so-and-so has a tattoo? And then, like, I brought a friend over one time when I was a teenager, and my he had a – the guy had an earring. And my <clears throat> my parents were like, don't ever bring him back out here again. And I was like, are you for real? Like, they're like, yeah. I'm like, why? He's like, he has an earring, and we just don't approve of that kind of stuff. And I mean, we're laughing about it now because it does seem, I mean, it seems silly, <laughs> but at the same time, like, you know, there used to be like these, like these, these modicums of, yeah. Yeah. Like you, you didn't do that. And now you're supposed to just accept it. Like, this is part of why I don't like, like libertarian shit anymore. Right. Because, because like, there's an instinct within me that wants to just like, you do you, you know? Like yeah. I'm socially liberal. Like if you want to marry, you know, you're whatever, go ahead. It's not my problem. Sure. If you want to wear clothes that are from another gender or put a bone through your nose, like, I don't care. That's like your business, right? Like I really, I, I really wanted that to be me when I got older. Yeah. You know, when I was like a teenager and in my twenties, I was like, yeah, man, just, let your freak flag fly. Like, I don't care. <laughs> and then now I'm like, you need to fucking get a haircut and shave your face. 
you know? Put some fucking clothes on. Like, get your shit together. Like, go get a real job. Take care of your family. Like, raise your kids. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, and now it's sad because I'm just begging people to just keep the minimum standard. Like, you can keep your tattoo and your your earring and your bone through your nose and you can wear the other sexist clothes, but like, just be good to your people. Like if you make a baby, don't kill it. Like you should raise it and attempt to like make something at some arrangement with the person, which you created the baby to where you can get along in mutually agreeable terms. Like you may not even live together. Like I, I think that's the preference. But if you can't make that happen, like at a minimum, be there, you know, and be, be around. Like I've had the best compliment paid to me and my son's mother in the like recent, um, like the recent past was like, uh, we had like a parent teacher thing and the, my son has kind of a newer teacher and, um, she didn't know that me and my son's mother weren't together. Like that's, that's how awesome. well we're co like that's how we're how well we're co parenting. Yeah. And so like that was like the best thing I'd ever heard. I was like, yeah, good. Because I don't want him to either like he's gonna of course notice, but I don't want it to be like a thing to him. Like sure. there's no animosity, there's no problems. And so, you know, to go to your point from what started this is like how, you know, what are we missing? Like I think that like the judgment of others, which Again, like we can still, we can still be a somewhat liberal society to where, you know, we're not dragging people behind our cars or handcuffing them to a fence and beating them up or something. Like we can avoid that. Right. Um, but then kind of like bring back a little bit of public shame. Right. Cause yeah. some of these motherfuckers need to be ashamed of themselves. But then that's hate speech. Like that's 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 hateful, right? That's violence. And it can be. I mean, it really can be. It really you can really you can really hurt some people. Like you can direct hate towards them. Like one of the things I sometimes do it purposely, I have to admit. But like one of the things I notice on Twitter is like sometimes I'll say something to somebody and then I'll go back and I'm like, Jesus, guys, like you just dogpiled this person, like. Yeah, I didn't really think that was going to happen. Um, don't really want it to happen. Like, I just found some dumb grandma that said she was going to take all our guns. Like, you didn't have to go and ruin this woman's life. Like, you know what I mean? Like, um, so yeah, I, like I said, like there's a Goldilocks zone between being liberal enough to leave, you know let people make some choices, live their lives. I mean, some people are not going to hurt anybody else. Um, but they, you know, probably need to put their tits back inside their bathing suit or whatever. So what is that? Do you think that that should be policed by society or do you think that that should be policed by government? Should not be policed by government. I mean, I don't know. Sort of, (laughs) I would rather it be done by society. I think it's better. I mean, honestly, it's better done like better performed by society. Right. You yeah. Know? Plus like, you know, if you want to go to Vegas, tits out. You know what I mean? It's Vegas. Yeah. You know Vegas is Mardi Gras, New Orleans. Yeah. Don't bring your kids. Right? Like yeah. I, I think that there needs to be like 
zones. And if that's your culture and that's what you want to do and you've advertised it as such, and the people there are willful, willful participants in it, do your thing, you know, right. but like, I don't, I don't want to be walking down, you know, the downtown area of Fayetteville, North Carolina and, you know, have some dude in buttless chap start shaking his ass in front of the judge. Like, right. I, I didn't sign up for that. Like, I don't think that that kind of, sh- I had this conversation with Braxton the other day because, um, I got like unnecessarily angry probably because I was in the school pickup line for the judge and um, the car in front of me in like big letters had like, I don't know, I don't remember what it was, but it had the word fuck in it. Like big enough that anybody can read. I didn't have to tailgate them to see it. And I'm like, you're in a school pickup line. Like why? I should be able to, like, I don't want to make it illegal, right? Like, I don't want to pull you over and give you a ticket. I mean, I guess I, if that's the only way to do it, I would. Um, but I do want to, like, maybe pull your car and beat your ass or something. Like, I just don't think that it's um, – I just don't understand that. Same thing. Like, I've seen, like, T-shirts with, like, naked women or T-shirts with other – Bad words, you know, and I hate to say the word bad words, but like what my son would call bad words. Right. And I don't want to have to have the conversation with him about, like, what does that mean? Yeah. And, you know, Target or something. Like, I shouldn't have to do that. Like, you should, the society should shun you enough that, like, you go wear that shirt where people like that are fine with it. Like, So, yeah, I think society should. As I'm thinking about the shirts that I sell on my website. (laughs) Yeah, I just, I mean, I know that it's, look, I've got some too. Like, I've got shirts, but I am very sensitive about where I wear them. Like, I'm not going to wear it to the store to shop for groceries where some kid can see it. Yeah. Because, again, I mean, this is the thing I brought up last night that made like all the little birds mad because I was like, be a good citizen. And, like, everyone's like, oh, my God, define citizen for me and, like, all this selfish bullshit. Like, you know what a good citizen is. Right. You know, you know, and if you don't know it, then you're not one. Yeah. Like, you know it when you see it. You don't need somebody to come and tell you what being a good citizen is. Like, um, you know, it's, I don't know. Again, so, yeah, society would do it better. But, I don't know, if I was, like, king for a day, maybe I would make the legal to wear it. Yeah, like, I'd make it illegal. Like, get that shit off your car. Or I'm going to write you a ticket. Right. I don't know. But the little bird's heads are exploding for that, right? Because now I'm, like, invoking the state to crush my enemies. You're not supposed to do that. <laughs> I fucking would, though. Probably would. <laughs> well, I I've talked that... about this. Like, Mormon, like the like Mormons, like the LDS tribe that I'm pretty close to now. Like, I really like them. They're polite. They are prepared. They take care of each other. Like faith is central to their lives. Like they are putting into practice in ways that other Christians I see don't. Like, and you know, it. I know it reminds they have me some, of the Amish, but just a little bit more modern. They're very modern. Yeah, and yeah. you know they they have some stuff out in their beliefs that is just. I mean, on a scale of out there. That I am not, I mean, I can't even do like, you know, simple stuff. Like, you know, do Presbyterian Methodist shit. Like, the Mormon stuff's like out there for me. 
But at the same time, like they believe it, they do it, they put it into practice. And, you know, they have like that, like the Deseret, you know, like the idea of like their utopia, like their community, like they would, if, you know, the United States like balkanized in some way that they would form like their own society. And I'd be like, I would live there. I would live there. I would fake pretend that I was a good LDS guy. I would go to church. I'd pray. I probably wouldn't mean it. But like just to have the order, you know, and like the standards of community and just the security of it all. I mean, it sounds terrible to say that like I'd want to live under basically a a theocracy, but over what I've got, like if I'm raising kids, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, you have theocracy and anarchy. Which one are you going to choose with your children? Yeah. Yeah. Which one's better for your kids? Right. Like, yeah. So that's what I'm saying is like, it's hard. It's just hard to can't believe I'm saying this because yeah, if like 19 year old me heard me talking now, like I wouldn't recognize myself because I really, I really thought it was going to be better. Like I thought if you were going to let all these like people out and do their thing, it was going to improve society. You know, we were going to be, we're going to be more open and it somehow turned out. Yeah. And, it, and I feel like it still could have been that way, but it just didn't end up there. Like, not at all. I I always say the weakest minds have the loudest voices. It feels like the reason we never got to that point is because the people who who wanted that freely for everyone only wanted it for themselves. Like, it, mm. it's... Do you see what I'm saying? Like, it's... yeah. Um, because you we were talking about people saying that you're a Christian or that you're faithful or something like that. It's almost like a lep. You're a leper. Or you're walking around with like Hester Prince A on your chest or something. It's like you you are not. You're the drudge of society if you are a good human yeah. being. And you're mostly want- just stupid. Like that's yeah. my favorite one. Is like a lot of the people I know that are like brilliant. You know, Christians and all like this idiot believes that God created the universe. Like, what a dummy! I'm like, yeah, oh, it's, <laughs> it's not really a stupid idea. Like, right? Um, yeah, it's uh, to me though, it was a slippery slope. Like, t- I really thought that there was like there was a limit. You know, like we're gonna legalize this, we're gonna allow this, and then it stops there. Yep. And it just, but it doesn't seem to. No, it and now we're starting to, to have like, conversations about minor attracted persons and, yeah. you know, it's, you protest against your government, you, you're a bad person and you deserve to be locked up, but you have billionaires and millionaires on your secret island to do horrible things and nobody ever gets to find out who you were. Like, it's, it's, it's like the things have flipped. Like, it's like, the things that should be tolerable in society are not, and the things that should be shameful are tolerated. It's disgusting. Yeah, it's upside okay. down. Um, so that leads me to so government overreach, real <clears throat> versus imagination, right? So, like I kind of alluded to at the beginning of the conversation, you actually enjoy coming in my spaces just because you like telling people they're fucking crazy. So um, or not that they're crazy, but that they're being a little bit extreme. Um, 
So let's talk about, did you see any of the stuff that came out this week with regards to the DHS and what they're doing right now? Do you see any of that? I am aware of it, but I to say that like I looked into it, I didn't. I'm not surprised by it. It's probably my problem. Sure. But like, yeah. I, but I, I am aware very, I have a very cursory knowledge of whatever this was. So, like, when you start seeing that companies like Discord, Twitter, Mm -hmm. Facebook, all of these organizations are having monthly meetings with the FBI and DHS to tamper down stories that the government did not want to to go out. Like, that's a – to me, that's where I have an issue, right? Like, I don't – I don't think that the government, that I have some special fucking NSA agent that's like, oh, Heather made another, Heather's Heather's got a space going. I got to go listen and find out what time I need to go knock on her door. Like, like I don't believe that. However, like the grand overall overreaching scheme that we have right now, and it seems like it just, like the DHS was established back to deal with terrorism, right? Like that's what it, it was supposed to be. Well, or at least that's what I thought it was supposed to be. Um, and now it is what it was we, supposed to be. Right. We've yeah. shifted the priority of that agency to now spy on Americans. And it, it's funny, the uh, when an agency is established and the purpose no longer serves what they were originally established for, we don't get rid of that agency. We we shift the priority, right? Like we gotta keep government growing. We can't shrink government. And so, like, first of all, I think it's important to, like, keep in perspective, like, the number of people that we have at these agencies, right? I think the ATF has, like, fucking, what, 3,000 enforcement agents or something? Is it even that many? Probably. I don't know. I don't, too many. If they have, if they have five people, ATF's right. too big. Yeah. <laughs> fucking, anyway, yeah. Yeah, I'm not a fan either. You know that. I'm. I would like to see the repeal of the NFA. Like, I hope Joe Kent comes into office and just like the first day goes and <laughs> introduces legislation to get rid of all of that stuff. Um, but so the but I think like people are like, oh, they're gonna come knock on your door. Well, no, really, it's probably gonna be some local, uh, sheriff if they are compliant. Or local PD person that's acting on behalf of a message that's sent by some agency. That's who's going to come knock on your door. I mean, so that we, the, we this has made a turn. Let me start by saying that I first very much agreed with everything you said. Like the DHS should not be controlling stories or content, right. moderating the press. Like I think in instances of like war or something for the protection of military troops and secret war plans and shit that like, yeah, the government might have a case at least to be made that they can limit a free press, but otherwise no. Now the fact that these companies would attend such an event, right. Is, is really the problem because in this case, it sort of um, exculpates the government from saying that this was mandatory. Right. Like they'll say like, oh, we're just like, I just opened my door, hung a sign outside that said like tech companies welcome. 
put out some fucking bagels and I just talked to them about shit. I just wish they wouldn't have people talk about. And right. they, they chose to comply with it. Right. You know? So, so that way it looks, it's like extrajudicial, Right. Right. But it still sucks. Like it totally sucks. Like it should be like, it should be made illegal, I guess. Like it should be, I don't know how that's combated because you know, it's, a, it's like what I, when I go to your, I'm going to make a point though. I'm just going to say like, when I go to your spaces most often, it's to talk to people about the capabilities of the government surveillance, not right. whether or not I agree with it. Like most people sure. believe they that because I'm just, those two things. Well, but yeah, and it can be so like, because it seems as though I'm apologizing for them. Like right. I'm, I'm saying the government's good because they are not able to do like these um, large dragnets and catch us all talking about whatever. Um, so it seems as though I'm like, oh, they don't have the capability. So what they do, what they do is good. I don't. But that's not true. I don't agree with it. Right. You know? And that's and that's I think like in a distinction to be made. But like where you had it is is like, you know, what is probably going to get you a knock on your door is to say something pretty stupid. That you shouldn't say in a public setting. I'm not saying that you can't say it. You can't. Right. You absolutely can say it. As long as you're not inciting violence, which is a really high standard to meet. Like, as long as you're not making direct and specific threats of, like, violence or bodily injury to somebody, most of your speech is protected. It really is. Right. You might be on a list somewhere. They might have somebody, like, cruise by your house at night. They might come talk to you. But you're not going to be detained. You're not going to be put in a prison camp somewhere. But you can avoid that. It is avoided. If you don't want to avoid it, go ahead. Like This is right. the problem that a lot of people think, like, I'm just, I'm handing out advice. I'm not saying you have to do that. I choose not to make a lot of inflammatory comments online. I don't threaten people. doesn't mean that I don't want to. Like, yeah. there's a lot of people <laughs> online I want to threaten every day. Like within an inch of their life. Like I want to tell them all the gory details of like imagined horrors that I would like inflict on them and theirs. But I don't because it's not a good idea. Like it's actually a terrible idea because the resources of the government are limited. And I'm very thankful for that. Like right. they're, they have, they're, they, they're deep. Like there's a lot of them. They have a lot of money, but there's still not enough of them. And there's not enough money that they can't get everybody. And right. so if you're actually serious about any of the stuff, like, yes, you should advocate against it. Elect officials, like you're saying, like Joe Kent, other people that you know or believe, you know, will start to, you know, retrograde a lot of these things. Like you should, you should do that. You should try that. In the meantime, hmm. don't go online and say what you want Behave to do yourself. Nancy Pelosi. Just don't be dumb. I mean, if you want to talk to your friends about what you'd like to do to Nancy Pelosi, go ahead. Like, they're probably not going to listen. Like, maybe. But if you hang out with the wrong guy and he's off state, that's the other thing. Like, anyway. <laughs> DHS, ATF. Like, those are real, like, threats. Like, I think your question actually was about, like, what's real and what's imagined. And, right. Yeah, D I think DHS is a terrible like, government agency. I really do. Um, like, I don't like. Go ahead. No, I just i I think too. Sometimes it's different. I I look at like my real life friends versus my Twitter friends, right? It's that's 
It's two totally different worlds. My real life friends, they have no fucking clue what what the Department of Homeland Security is doing right now. They don't know about the meetings on Twitter and, yeah. and Facebook and all of that. They, they are completely clueless. My Twitter friends, it's at, and I have a daily show, so I'm constantly inundated with like news and mm-hmm. I'm reading it all the time. And so it's, I think it's really easy to get a little bit overwhelmed and, and be like, fuck, man, they're, they're crawling all over us. <laughs> like it's, we have no freedom anymore. And so, but we do, you know, I can walk out of my house in a way that many people in this world are not capable of doing. And I think that's why I appreciate you so much as you bring a level of grounded humility to the conversation where, you know, a lot of people have have been spending way too much time on the internet where they're just like, they have not touched grass, they have not gone to the grocery store, they have not, you know, they've been ordering DoorDash and they are sitting there staring at their computer all day. Yeah, and, they're not even doing DoorDash because it tracks them or something. Like the problem <laughs> is with with all of this is again, like this is something I've asked myself a couple times. Like how I kind of inoculated, like how I got to be like post like Lulbert is I asked myself like honestly, like what could I like what should I be able to do that like my predecessors could do? Like my antecedents, like my who, you know, parents, grandparents, whatever. What can I not do that they could do? Right. You got anything on your list? No. I got one. You can fly. You can't fly. You can't get on an airplane. You can't just hop on an airplane. Easily, yeah. Yeah. My parents could like hop on an airplane and light up a cigarette. Yeah, fly across the country after buying a ticket with cash. Nobody went through their shit. Nobody fondled them or their kids. Right. Nobody got scanned. They were able to do that. Like so, like that's one on my list. I'm like, I'll never forget when I was little. I used to travel. I traveled a shit ton my whole life, but um, I would spend summers down in Florida with my aunt. And I can remember my dad taking me to the airport, and he just walks in, stands at the gate with me. And then I walk and get on an airplane by myself at the ripe old age of six years old. And I fly to Florida and my Mm -hmm. aunt's waiting at the gate. So it was like, it's a whole different world. So that's a really good example. Yeah. So I think that, I think that's real. Like I I have a problem with that at the same time. Like I don't want anybody to fly my airplane into a building. Right. That did happen. Yeah. Um, So I don't know. I don't know. Is it like a necessary evil? I don't know. I'll still say it's an evil. Like, I still think the way they do it isn't good. But do you think that, like, it did allow them to construct, to your point, an agency, which no government agency just shuts down. There's always a person who's in charge of it who wants to hire more people because then they get more budget, they get more power, right? They always want to increase the regulations because then they have, like, more budget, more people, more power. Well, and they justify their purpose. Of course. And then there's somebody behind them that's waiting on that guy to retire. So he's not going right. to want the thing to shut down. Like nobody wants to be the person that turns the lights off and hands over the keys. Like right. they, they, they want to keep it. So like DHS, 9-11, all of that created like an apparatus and like an opportunity for another government agency now. And to your point, Homeland Security used to protect us from terrorism. Now it's looking for terrorists. 
because like the terrorists never really were, you know, like right. there was the Al Qaeda at the time of nine 11, I think wasn't even a hundred people. Wow. We needed to mobilize an entire new government agency to go after like fucking 60 guys. I don't right. know. Him. Seems like a little bit overboard shit to me. A little excessive. Mm-hmm. And now again, Al Qaeda probably is even bigger than it was, but nobody's worried about them anymore. Nope. Like nobody's brought it up. What's the what's the current threat level? Remember when that used to be on TV every day? Yeah. yeah. Like it was like it's threat level warning. So like it's like a UV warning. Like you would put on like sunscreen for terrorists or some shit. So one of um, the things that I talked about on my show today, um, or yesterday, in those DHS leaks. Bush asked for the threat level to be raised to affect the election. Like he literally like was like, can we take it up a couple notches so yeah. that I can, <laughs> so that they'll vote for me? How fucking crazy is that? I mean, it's smart if you're Bush. But again, oh, it goes man. to what we're saying is, is like, it wasn't an intended. Look, every person I know, I was young when 9-11 happened. I think I was, I'm not going to say how old I was. I was late teenage years. Um, Everybody was ready for DHS. Everybody wanted it. Everybody thought it was a good thing. Everybody thought we had to have it. Yep. But but now, again, like, who voted Yeah, that Patriot Act, that was, like, the worst fucking decision we could have ever made as a country. Wasn't a good one. No. At all. Okay. Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, no. I think we're um, on a time limit here. I don't want to screw this up. Oh, we're not on a time limit at all. I, I haven't. We're good. Um, I just don't want to keep you up for too long. I got all night. Um, the judge isn't here. I'm home alone. Right on. Anyway. Okay, so one of the things that I told you I wanted to talk about. So people who are genuinely concerned, right? They're they're concerned that the government is watching them or looking at what they're doing or they're so give me the top five things that people could do to secure themselves for OPSEC and PERSEC. Like what could people do to, to really shore that up? Top five. So I'm going to, I'm going to say this thing. Like if the government is seriously after you is after you like, or any, or just like a person, you're You're probably actually fucked. You're fucked. Yeah. Like, that's the thing is, like, the, the comment I'm always making where I'm like, just don't show up on the radar. But if you do, I mean, you're done. Yeah. And the worst part about it, they will continue to chase you. And if they don't find something, then they'll find a way to entrap you. Right. You know? Like, so, um, if the government's after you, yeah, it's bad. But, like, to me, that's not the... The severity of that threat is very high. The likelihood of that one is very low. Right. Right. Like when you do risk analysis, you have to look at both. You don't sure. just do one or the other. Most people only do one or the other. Um, so, yeah, the government, very low likelihood, though. Limited in personnel. They've got 330 million people to mind and watch and chase after and entrap. You're probably not going to be the one. The, the one that's gonna, like what the people that are going to hurt you are like, it's private. You know, like it's um, some a left winger or a right winger who just doesn't right. like what you said online, and they're going to call your boss. They want after and your job, show and them yeah. all your bad tweets, and 
<laughs> so like in those, I mean, that shit happens a lot. Like I had yeah, a guy no, the I other know. day. It's happened like, to me yeah. twice. Really? Yeah. I'm, not, I'm surprised it hasn't happened to me. And this is also why I want to point out that like, take my advice with a grain of salt because I don't practice almost any of the stuff we're going to talk about. <laughs> I mean, I do practice some of it, but like I have an account that I've had since 2009. Um, so it's like 13 years and I tweet a lot, like a lot. Yeah. I don't delete shit. I delete tweets that Twitter tells me I have to, and I delete <laughs> tweets where somebody asks me to, and there's a good reason why I should do it. That's it. Other than that, like, and maybe I've gone back and scrubbed some things that said, and I shouldn't have, like, I've self-regulated somewhat. Um, but uh, I don't follow a lot of this. But, you know, what you should worry about is that, like, that that group, those people, whoever your enemies are, whether they're left-wing, right-wing, Antifa, or fucking some white supremacists online they're all out there they're all after each other they're gonna try to ruin you um like there's yeah there's stuff you can do most people are always like you know get a vpn and use DuckDuckGo and use like tour and, you know encryptors well and i mean like the truth is is like all those are like technical controls um and while i understand how they work i can tell you that like uh they're not impenetrable you have to arrange them in depth you have to do things like and you have to get it right all the time like if you're worried about that kind of threat that like a hacker i mean good luck like i work in an industry that recognizes now that you're not going to keep out an attacker like responding to like a incident and recovering from it is now like where a lot of the focus is like after detection. So prevention isn't the priority anymore. <clears throat> I mean, no, it, it is like, it's just, it's the realization that your prevention measures and all the mitigations you have to this threat are likely to fail. Like the best you can hope for is that you detect it in some amount of time that you can respond to it quickly enough that it's not catastrophic. And then you can recover after you've detected it. Um, And so, but like for the average person, I don't expect the average person to be able, like, first off, to even know which controls to implement. Second, to configure them appropriately and arrange them in an architecture of like real defense and then just maintain that sort of like capability, like all the time. Like uh, you have to get it right every time. Like the attacker only has to get it right once. So it's just... It's just arranged against you, but <clears throat> for the average person, there are just like uh, some things they can do that are not technical that I think are like a lot more important than all like all these technical controls. But like the first one is like separate whatever dumb shit you're going to say on the internet, like whatever if you're going to be like some sort of political Twitter activist. I mean, it's that slacktivist shit that like doesn't. No offense to anybody. <laughs> present company or elsewhere like i think if you believe that you're going to change the cultural zeitgeist online and you're going to say especially if you're going to say like controversial shit and you're going to say things that you shouldn't don't do it on an account that's tied to your real name or it can like basically can be linked to that like if you look at almost how every person gets doxxed it's because they have like their little Twitter account and then they have their Facebook and like their Facebook and their Twitter, like use the same pictures 
and they get the same names. They follow the same people. Like they, they basically don't bifurcate my stupid online shit posting world and my regular person. Yeah. Cause social media is like, you know, Facebook and LinkedIn. Like those are used for a totally different purpose than like Twitter is. Right. right? Like Twitter, you go and argue with strangers and dunk on each other and, like that's what Twitter's for. But then like Facebook is like friends and family and you lie to all the people you went to high school with about how successful you are now. And then LinkedIn is like, you should hire me and here's every place I've ever worked and all the, you know, so like people will not, will they'll like mix those two. Like they won't recognize that they're separate purposes and right. even worse. They'll use like the same email account. So like, that's really dumb. And that's, that's right. usually kind of like once somebody starts to get doxxed or found out, that's usually why it's because like they have the same picture on their Facebook that they've got on their Twitter and they have the real name on Facebook or, and they talk about where they work and who they're married to or, so that's like one. Um, so like the next is like, um, like they don't redact shit. Like, I used to do um, like social engineering for my job. Like I used to like break into places, but not break into it like with a crowbar, but like just walk in and say I was somebody I wasn't and talk my way past them, even get them to help me. And so a lot of times, like the context of how places work and like clues about what they do came from pictures, like more than, um, because you can't, you can only read so much, but you can look at a million pictures in an hour, but I can't read more than like a chapter of Moby Dick in the same amount of time. So like, you don't have to read as much. Like, thankfully, like you can search for stuff. So like, there's ways to like dork things like, but the, the point I'm getting to is like, redact the information. Like, don't use your wife's real name, right? Because maybe you are super like incognito. But if you use her name and then she has a Facebook, well, they're going to go to her Facebook and they're going to see a picture of you. And now you're toast. Um, it's funny. I can tell you're yelling at your kids. I'm going to tell everybody who's just listening in. That's what's happening. You went on mute and now you're yelling at your children. Um, so, yeah. They. Um, okay, sorry. No, it's good. I enjoyed that, actually. But, yeah. Redact it. Change the names of people. Like, I make up a name for people in my life that I use online. I don't ever use a real name. I use that, like, made-up name. So you know who I'm talking about? Right. Like, the judge. So, like, judge. The judge, the judge is not – his name is not the judge. Like, he has another name. So – and it's not even always, like, you got to be that super secret. But the point is, use a different name. You take but a picture do you call him that in real life? Like, do, no. is that what you call him? No. No. Oh, that's funny. No, like, well, the girlfriend's name's Ruka. Like, she's not Ruka. Like, right. Call her that. Yeah. So, redact stuff like that. Pictures. Like, I've seen people. Like, one of the funniest things I saw one time, and I, like, went and told them, was, like, somebody had taken a picture of, like, a steak, like, in its package. I'm like, dude, I can see the... Address you know, where you like, go to like, the grocery oh. store. Well, it was like, yeah, it was like this grocery store that's just like on my block. 
you know, had these on sale. Right. And I'm like, yeah, like this grocery store is like, oh my God, how do you know that? I'm like, it's on the fucking label. Like, <laughs> then the picture you shared. Like, I went into the DMs and like, you might want to delete that. Right. So it's like stuff like that. Like, you know, I usually take it, and I'm kind of practiced at this again because I used to look at these a lot. Like, I mean, I used to do millions of pictures like in a year, just trying to look for like little clues and stuff, like stuff written on a whiteboard or a piece of paper on a desk or something. Like, I was looking for it and I got to where, but look at all the pictures that you post before you post them and like, What's make in sure the there's background? not something. Exactly. Always do that. Like, um, and then, yeah, don't use like names and stuff of people that you care about. Don't let them use your name. I mean, I, you know, I proposed Sunday and somebody, yeah. Did you do it? I did. You didn't see it? My bad. I thought you saw it. Everybody, I thought, saw it. No, did you, did you post pictures? No, you, of course you didn't post pictures. That was, no, I did. did? I did. Yeah. I mean, not like (laughs) us, like a, took a picture of her wearing the ring but um, but yeah so like I did that and then somebody responded to me and put out some personal information and I was like send it back to him I'm like can you can you please like because that's the other thing is like you get these entanglements with others right and you may be a hundred percent on it but right. all it takes is like one person that knows you to say the wrong thing. And then now you're like, now you're caught. So like, that's another, um, and that's kind of related to the next one. I think is like, don't hang out with people that are dumb. Like right. don't get caught up in things that are dumb. Like I almost did this the other day. Like I got caught up with a group that's dumb because I just made fun of somebody and didn't realize that they were like some sworn enemy of a group that I am not even like, really close with like i know them i don't try to like disavow them i'm probably gonna hear this and be like oh, it doesn't like us but i just i don't hang out with a group that went after a guy like years ago and apparently like they got in some doxing feud and like they're calling each other's bosses and it was just like it was ridiculous i will say that about both parties but like i didn't realize this nerd that i was making fun of online had this happen to him and so like now he thinks i'm part of that group and it's like, that's a good example of like, it's kind of like catching fleas. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you lay down with dogs, like they do dumb shit. Like that's a good way for that to happen. If you just run like a normal account and you're just a normal dude and you don't go off and do dumb stuff and hang out with dumb people, probably going to be right. Um, And then, yeah, just like just general location sharing. Like I've gotten, again, the more I've like been online, the more I realize like how easily docs will I am. So I've gotten a little more sloppy, but. Right. You know, don't, if you take a picture of like your porch, it's probably not a good idea. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. I saw there was, it was really crazy. This girl on TikTok, she was like doxing people, but it was people that were asking her to, to be like, yeah. okay, do me. And like she went, the level of, fucking insanity that she went through she's like oh well i saw this picture and i reverse imaged it and i found your mom and then i found your mom online and i found her address and this house across the street looks like the one in this picture that was on your facebook profile it was like it was insane and she had her house within an hour yeah 
It's well, crazy. I mean, but that's that's the thing is like again, like you know, the pictures that you share, like don't share them, don't give them to somebody else to share them. Right. You know, it's all everything now is linked, and so yeah. like, the truth is, is like there is no such thing true, like it's true anonymity. Like if you had like the only way I would say that it's true is like if you had a single use account. Like it was just you. You got on there to say a few tweets, and um, or it was just for like a certain purpose, and then you never shared media like of any sort. Um, you never talked about a single person that you know. You didn't tell anyone in your personal life that knows you to like follow you, and you didn't follow them. Um, I can see, and then. And this is another assumption that like nobody who's your enemy works at the place that's on the social media thing. Cause I've said for a long time, I've seen some Twitter guys get doxxed, like especially like some of those like LDS people and their offset was tight. Like they were not doing any of the things that should have got them caught. And I'm pretty sure that people at Twitter were casually leaking like who they were because they get it all. But like the assumption next would be is like if you were, you know, logging in through a VPN and using a burner phone number and doing all those things, then like, yeah, maybe you could protect your identity and be anonymous online. But I don't even know how. Like truly and not like true anonymity. I don't know. I think it's a fairy tale. Yeah. Um, so Last thing, and I told you, I was like, I want you to white pill me and tell me like where you think things are headed. Traditionally, I can rely on you for this, but mm-hmm. I just, it feels incredibly like we're moving into election. We have an election in a week and mm-hmm. it's hard for me to be like, oh, things are going to be great because it really feels like, like it's, it doesn't matter, right? It's such a uniparty. It is government. And then there's the people and that like, I've, I've kind of reconciled with that where I don't know that we can make any change or any difference anymore, but um, I don't know. Like I just want things to be better. Like I want, I want to be able to go to the grocery store and not like cry when I'm putting my stuff up on the belt. I want to, you know, I, I, I was thinking about like my kids the other day. So when I was 10 years old, I was already like getting dropped off at my house. I had my house key and I, you know, I was hanging out by myself, maybe almost burned the house down a couple of times, but like I was at least somewhat trusted, you know, in that age. And the idea of leaving Ainsley alone Mm -hmm. is scary to me now. You know, like I just feel like we have reached a point when you were talking earlier, you asked me, what could I do that? my my grandparents couldn't do but I think about like Ainsley what can she not do that I'm able to do or that I was able to do and that's one of the things I feel like the freedom for children has just diminished so much so my question to you is as I sit here and fucking blather on um like where do you see things going like tell me where you see this going like do you see us reaching like critical mass and falling apart national divorce type situation? Or do you think that we'll be able to, to come out of this better than we are right now? I don't know. I mean, I'm supposed to white pill you. So I feel like that was the prop to be like, yes, like, I think it's going to go great. Like, I think everything is. No, I want you to be honest with me. I I said, I don't know, man. Sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes I think like, 
I think it's imminent and I think it's bad. And then some days I'm like, it's not that bad. And the truth I think though is, is like the white pill, like the real white pill is just saying like, it's not to say that things are going to get better, like from an external source. Right. Like I can't promise that the next election's gonna, you're going to win it, or that we're going to stay out of the war with Ukraine, or that inflation's going to go back to normal. Right. And you know what I mean? Like that you'll get a pony for Christmas. Like I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how any of this. Shit's but I go. want one. Right. But so, like, the thing is, is like the real white pill is just saying like. It's like the serenity prayer, right? Like to just put all your efforts into the things that you can change. Like all your energy, all those calories go towards like affecting like real change, like doing real stuff. Like if it can be fixed, fixing it, doing that. And then all the other parts that can't be changed, finding a new way to deal with it. Like to just accept how it's going to be and say, I don't like how this is. If I could change it, I would, but I can't. But I can't. So this is the way it is. Like, and accept it. Um, you know, again, like there hasn't been anything. This is always a challenge that I have to like the Lulberts because they're always like, you know, like the gloves are going to come off one day, and we're gonna, you know, basically like guillotine all of our masters and shit. And I mean, like, maybe that happens. I don't know. But, like, they'll always say that, like, you know, that they're just, like, they're on the precipice. They're, like, so ready. And then, like, two minutes later, they're going to say, we've already had all our rights taken. And I'm like, if you were just on a fucking hair trigger a minute ago for, like, the time that they're going to take the rights, and then you tell me that all our rights already been taken, like, why aren't you just filling the streets of blood right now? Like, what Did the fuck are you doing on opportunity Twitter? for here? <laughs> yeah. And it's, but then, and then it always comes around like, Oh, well, I'm waiting on you to do it. Like, well, then you aren't really wanting to do it. Like if you're going right. to wait on me, it's like, so I don't know. I think that things will get bad. Then they'll get better. Things will better now. And then they'll get worse. Like it just, the pendulum seems to swing all the time, you know, like, like an ebb and the, flow. Yeah, I mean, dude, I think the 60s were probably crazier. Like, bombs were going off in Congress. Like, there were riots, like, all the time on the streets. Um, 30,000 men died in Vietnam. Like, the Civil War. Like, that seems pretty bad. Right, (laughs) yeah. If you're going to stack up, like, I'm not going to say that the 2020s were worse than the 1860s. Yeah. Like, it seems... So, you know, just kind of put it into perspective. And yeah, in your lifetime, this might be the worst time ever. But in, you know, the long scale of American history, I don't know, you're you're a bump. You're not a spike. It's not that bad. Um, Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I think think that, you know, I still think voting is an option. I do think that it's a uniparty in a lot of ways. But I see, I do see a lot of energy towards, like, breaking that down i think there are candidates now that wouldn't have existed before i was talking the other day about like i got crushed when ron paul got crushed yeah like when i was i just got out of the military and uh ron paul was running and i was like all for it you know because i always liked him and i admired him um and then i saw like the republicans like it wasn't the democrats kill ron paul it was the republicans i mean they crucified that man 
Yep. And I got I got like real butthurt about it and then just refused to ever vote. I was just never going to vote. Like it's yeah. all bullshit. Um, and then Donald Trump won. And I hate Donald Trump, like from a personal thing. Like I don't mean I sure. hate him. I don't probably hate him. I just don't like him. I just, yeah. I don't feel like, but, but he won and I was like, wait a minute. Like, and then he did a lot of things that I liked. And I was yeah. like, wait a minute. Like, I think we can do something here. And yeah, now, I mean, yeah, they went after him. They crucified him. It was the Democrats that did it. But I don't know. I think that it's possible to kind of, that it can be turned around. It can be fixed. Like, you can still yeah. vote your way out of this shit. I really still think we can vote our way out of it. I truly do. We might not be able to, though. I just, it's like the difference between possibility and probability. I think it's right. possible. Is it probable? Right. Maybe. You know. It's funny. I think about like like I obviously because I really like Joe, I consider him a friend and mm-hmm. seeing him have the opportunity to go in, I think that he will be a, a presidential candidate someday. I think that that he is somebody so. who we will see run for president. And I look at him and it's I worry that someone like him will go to Washington and they just get swallowed up. It's like they they mm-hmm. have the right intentions, they have the motivation, they have what it takes, and then they get there and it's just I and I know this I'll probably catch 10 kinds of fucking hell for saying this, but AOC is somebody who I think of, right? So she went in, she was an extreme outlier. She's a socialist. I don't agree with a single fucking part of her platform. I don't, right, I, right. she and I do mm-hmm. not see eye to eye. However, mm-hmm. um, she oh. was, you know, she was not favored on either side of that aisle when she went in there. Right. And now you have her voting for massive spent government spending for Ukraine. And, you know, you just see somebody who was supposed to be a disruptor turn mm-hmm. into just another one of them. And that's yep. what I think is disheartening to watch that happen. Well, so I tough. hope, you know, I have hope. But uh, I don't have expectation, I guess, is like my, mm-hmm. it is my, my only thing with that. Yeah. I mean, everybody can be bought, right? And there's so much money in politics. Yeah. You know, plus, just like we were saying with like power, you run a oh, government yeah. agency or like you're on a campaign, like that's a lot of power. Or a committee. Like you get mm-hmm. to decide what bills get voted on. Right. Yeah, it's like well, it's like tough. Yeah, and it's tough to not be corrupted by it all. Like, right. A lot of a lot of people have really good intentions, and then they step through that DC portal, and they're just transformed into some monster that you don't recognize. Yep. Like, um, I don't know. I don't know how that works. Like, I don't know how that gets fixed. I don't know if it ever gets fixed. I don't know if it was fixed when we were younger. It wasn't. It's probably never been. That's you know, what I was like, going to say. Gets, like. I think about the founding fathers. I, I'm sure that you've read like the Federalist and Anti-Federalist papers, but I don't think it was even fixed then. Like even, no. you know, the cause was righteous to move us away from answering to a monarchy way across the pond. But what we were left with, I think what's Ben Franklin's quote, it's a republic if you can keep it. Mm-hmm. And. Well, yeah, like the J Treaty, like yeah. all of the founding fathers almost went like literally started shooting at each other over yeah. the fucking treaty. Yep. You know, and whether or not we were going to, you know, ally ourselves with France or if we were going to go back and kind of return to the fold of the English monarchy, you know, it's, 
It's all a mess. It's always been a mess. Like, I think, again, the tr- the difference is, is like what we were saying earlier. It's like limit your exposure. Like, care about these things deeply if they really matter, you know? But, like, really ask yourself sometimes, like, how much it affects your life and whether it's not, and like, whether it's worth going insane over. Right. You know? Like, too many people, I feel like, have just given over to, like, this Twitter world. Where, you know, Twitter is not that big. Like, not everybody has a Twitter account. And most people that have a Twitter account aren't posting every day and reading shit every day. Do you know that all of my followers on Twitter, other than the people who have come to, like, IndiePoc and stuff like that, that now are what I consider in real life friends, no one in my real life follows me on Twitter. No one knows me in my real life on Twitter. That's how small it (laughs) is. Yeah, it's not, I mean, it's not even, I, I do have real life friends that follow me on Twitter and all of them are like, where do you find these insane people? And I'm like, <laughs> they're just, this is what Twitter they're is. Like, there. it's just, yeah. Like I have an appetite. I live a very online existence. And so like, I'm in there just like, you know, crawling around in that sledge pile with them like i really like twitter most people are always yeah. be like i hate i hate this place but they won't get off of it i will just right. admit what everybody's believing like i think it's great it i love to find people that i disagree with and dunk on them and i like i mean it's a dating app for bros like i totally <laughs> have found all kinds of cool people that i would have yeah. never met any other way yeah you know i mean i met my fiance on twitter like i've met all kinds of like I've, I've anyway I've hung out with a lot of people from Twitter and it's great, um, but again it's like how you it's how you use it. Like again, if you were driving I yourself you insane, call her fiance now, like I, I know, love me it too. I'm kind of a big fan <laughs> of myself, but yeah, it's but it's but my point about the like the Twitter thing is is like there are people that are driving themselves insane. Like I've seen I've seen people who were pretty normal. And adjusted folks get on Twitter and just lose their shit because yeah. like it's the propaganda strong, you know? Yeah. But I've seen people like talking like they don't have kids in school, you know, and they're like yeah. decrying about how the schools are this way and they don't have anybody in the military. <laughs> and they're like, the military's all woke and it's all this and that. <laughs> and I'm like, do you know anybody in the military? No. It's like, no. well, there's all these drag tank, like drag story hours and stuff right. i'm like yeah i mean yeah that does happen have you I seen agree. one should suck feel like did your kid go to one did you get an invite yeah. like no no i was like do you know of any nearby you no <laughs> and it's like so yeah these are issues and these are problems and like you can talk about them but like don't let your life get ruined over it like right. just, you know and if you feel like it's like too much like turn it off for a little bit Right. Like some of the best time I've seen people like get suspended from Twitter for like a week or whatever. And like, they come back and they're like, wow, my life like got a lot better. And I'm like, yeah, imagine that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I wonder how that happens. It's cause like, right. shit's not good for you. You're not actually meant to be plugged into thousands of people all angry. Cause that's the other thing is like Twitter, everybody gets on Twitter for the same reasons. Like just, it's in, it's an angry distraction. It's a way of exercising your emotions. Right. Like you're not going to get angry 15,000 times a day without Twitter. So that's, and that's a good thing. <laughs> that's it's like true. maybe just get on Twitter. Like I turn notifications off. Yeah. Like I, 
you know, I try to pick times that I can get on it and do it. But like, I don't, I don't just can't let it ruin your life. That's all I'm going to yeah. say. Yeah. All right. I have had you for almost an hour and a half. And it's fun. Um, I, I think this is a good spot to leave it. I love you so much. Thank you for coming on. Likewise. Thank you. Congratulations on Thank you. the engagement. I'm super sad I missed the pictures, but um, I'm being summoned. So yeah. Um, where can everybody find you? Can you give your handle real quick? Don't. No. Don't come find me. Leave me alone. I'm full. I don't need any more followers. I don't need any more drama. But it, I mean, if you really are interested uh you can find me at, i love that I, my at sucks so bad it's t h three v zero t four r y why you wanna, did if, you pick that i picked it like 13 years ago and it sucks it's because it was very cool to have like this like leet speak, leet speak, like were, yeah, yeah. It was so stupid, and it's very cringy now. But at the same time, I like it because it makes me harder to find. Like to nobody find, remembers. Yeah, it. yeah like, it, I, I still have to like whenever I look you up because it makes you put in three characters. Mm-hmm. I always, I'm like, what the fuck is? Is it a three? Is it an E? I can't ever remember. So I love it. Yeah, I mean, most people can find if you go to digitaldropzone.com. Like oh, that's okay. My so, very neglected blog. That's what I was going to say. What? So, when you came in mm-hmm. to my space the other day, you were on that handle. What is yeah, that? Because I was just, that's a neglected blog. It's a place that I'd go in about once every like quarter and write something that nobody reads. And why yeah, don't you I do it more? A, Cause I'm busy and lazy and I picked something really stupid to write about and it's hard. And so like, I'm kind of stuck in this thing. Anyway, it's a long story. But, but why can't you write other stuff? Why can't you change it? I, mean, I can, I can, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not a good writer. I don't like it. I don't believe that. I'm going to go read but it I'm, now. You'll be the only person reading it, but you know what? <laughs> it's out there with the digital drop zone.com like, or not D digitaldropzone.com all one word obviously like that's a website you can find there again to read crap that nobody likes and then my twitter ad is terrible and hard to find but if you do find me don't follow me just go block that account please all right i love you have a good night Thank you so much for taking the time to listen. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you'd like to be notified whenever we have another episode come up, please subscribe. We are available on Spotify, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, wherever you listen. Please make it a great day in America. This is the country where few people leave, too many people want to enter, and dead people still vote. Take care. I know not. What course others may take. But as for me, give me liberty or give me death!